Hello. Hello. I'm Medea again. Medea pops out. This is the fourth time in a row. I know. I don't. Me and Medea are spirit animals. Anyways, this was a really fun and interesting episode. Trippy episode. And guess what? We have guests. We do. We. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So we have guests. You'll meet them in the episode. So we won't go into it now. But Mathis is going to tell you everything we talked about. Mathis. Well, not everything, because that would be the whole episode in the teaser, but I will tell you generally what we talked about. Yeah, I know, being a Uh, Mm smartass. We talked about a lot of, there was a lot of really fun movie news that came out this week, a lot of controversial things, a lot of um, things that are worth talking about. And then we talked about the Cubs winning the World Series, because it is, it's one of the, it's one of the biggest moments in baseball in a long time. It's a huge moment. And we talk about how it's kind of, oh, of all time, you would say that as a Cubs fan. I will I mean, also say I'm that a as a Cubs fan. Cubs fan, guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> anyways, keep going. We talk about how it's a, how it's a bit of a fairy tale. It, it really is like a mm-hmm. really magical moment in sport history. And then we talk about Doctor Strange because all four of hey, us oh, just yeah. saw it, and we get into the spirituality of it. We get into the comic book lore a little bit, sort of to dive a little bit deeper to understand some of those ideas that were just whizzing past the screen so fast because there's so much information because it's a whole new culture that we've never experienced it's in a Marvel so Cinematic Universe. And then that leads us into the topic of split brain theory, split brain experiments, just however you want to talk brain. about that. But uh, yeah, it's a very trippy episode. It's a very spiritual episode. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you, John. Yes. Uh, as always, you can send us an email or, you know, just talk to us if you want at a hello and do That's H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-U at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at hello and do. And as always, you can rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes because it will make Mathis happy. And that's all we want. That is true. Right, world? Right. Well, I, <laughs> right, right, right. Everyone just like <laughs> pops up. Anyways, hope you enjoy the episode. Yep. Enjoy, guys. Well, hello, John. How's it going? Hey, Mathis. And hello, Stephanie. And hello, Austin, who are our guests this time. Guys, episode. we have a party. Hello. <laughs> it is a podcast party up in here. It's a podcast party. Everyone grab your popcorn <laughs> and your LaCroix. All right. Anyways. We got a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, yes. Let's just Can do I just, stuff. Okay. Yeah, go for so, it. So real quick. So. I don't know why, but I had the urge to go look at our Logan trailer reaction on YouTube. Which one? <laughs> Logan. Oh, my God. I know what you're going to say. Okay. So I almost texted you about it. this. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So our trailer reactions get zero views pretty much. Yeah. So like our Logan one has 100, which is fine. But then when you click on it, it has two dislikes. And then there's a comment that says... <laughs> Please try something different. And, and, and I died. I was laughing so hard, and I respect his honesty. Oh, my God. He said, he said please. You know? It sounded so he desperate. To be like, he just it. wanted us to be better. Please. Please oh try something. Says, For the love of God, try, try a different method. Please try a different method. And oh I almost God. wanted to like it and then comment on it. Like, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't want to sound like I was being sarcastic. I, like him, I couldn't yeah. get. I could not read his tone at all. I 
I think he was very serious. He was just looking out for us. Well, he probably should have used some punctuation because that really just solidifies the seriousness of a comment. You're right. And an exclamation mark at the end. All caps. <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> but then, then a we smiley face upset. at the end, you know? But then it's not, oh yeah, just curveball. <laughs> it's like, smiley right. face. But anyway, I just had to, I died. Well, speaking of Logan, we're going to get into Doctor Strange a little bit later in this episode. You guys just saw it. What's and the connection? We, what? I said, what was the connection? Between well, Logan and Doctor Strange? Oh, sorry. They're both Marvel. They're Marvel, yeah. Marvel. Oh, sorry, Austin. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll forgive you. The reason I'm why Mar- Austin. The reason why Marvel. The reason why Austin is on our podcast today is because he's going to drop some knowledge on us as far as the the Marvel yeah. universe goes in terms of comic books, in terms of the yes. cinematic world. It's going to be all over the place. Yeah. And I'm really excited because A, Marvel Universe is amazing, but B, Doctor Strange is so trippy. Yeah. 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 In the best way. Um, but before that, yeah. do you have any movie news you want to drop on us before? Only only a few. The first one I okay, just yeah. saw today, and it was only the headline, which I think you'll like. <laughs> what is it? Um, it's Ben Affleck's The Batman Script is a mess, and oh, Warner I Brothers s- doesn't care to fix it. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> and Warner Brothers I'm doesn't like, care to fix it? Uh-uh. Yeah, and I'm like, that makes all the sense in the world. I read because that's that's all of the DC movies. Yeah. I read the article and it was like they came to DC with their like here's 70 problems we can fix them and DC says we're going to make so much money we don't care. Oh my god. That, you can tell that's their uh, attitude too. Yeah. You can in every movie they do. That's why they're going to fail Zack Snyder. This is going to be such a superhero episode because there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of other superhero things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um the second Wonder Woman trailer was really good. I don't know if you saw that, but I was. I like, did. I did watch it. I I told Austin. I think it's got a sixty percent chance of being a good movie. I I agree. Actually, yeah. I think it'll be a uh, pretty uh pretty groovy. It was a fun trailer. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be very originy. So I'm not really looking forward to that aspect. Uh, but yeah. yeah. And but, then go ahead. But we are getting another superhero with a shield in a world war. Yeah, and a That's, girl. You yeah, mm-hmm. we needed like a a good girl superhero. The ladies. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope Captain Marvel gets us a little more hype than yeah. this one does. Mm-hmm. We'll Which see. they said she's going to be like the most powerful in the MCU. So. Mm, okay. That's what they said. I saw an article. Did I, I read it? it? No. <laughs> but I believe it when I see I'll it. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. She's <laughs> the most powerful, right. except she has no strength in this movie. Yeah, she's just powerless. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about is um, the Fantastic Beast sequel found Johnny Depp. Oh, that's I wanted yeah. to talk about this. And yes. guess who's pissed? This guy. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it feels like a bad mojo if you're going to put Johnny Depp in your movie. But yeah, I, he's kind of been like a huge asshole these past like two years in yeah. life. But I mean, he's not a very good actor as of like 2006, you know. Like that's also true. I mean, he does the same thing over and over again. Exactly. He's just He's Captain Jack Sparrow. He's I don't think yeah. he's he's not concerned with the film, he's concerned with himself in the movie. Yeah. You know, and it just comes across it it wildly comes across. Like if you watch Into the Woods, his scene in oh, his yeah. mind is the most important scene, scene in the whole movie. <laughs> right. It doesn't help that everybody treats him like royalty on set or like in the in the actual edit, you know, it feels like they're like, oh, Johnny Depp, cut to Johnny Depp, show Johnny Depp. It's the most important part that you could possibly be watching right now. Right. But yeah, I'm not okay. <laughs> it's okay. 
You're not okay with it? No, it's just... It's I'm just, not either. It gives a bad taste in your mouth. I don't I don't know what yeah. it is. Maybe it's because, like you said, he's an asshole, but... It tastes a little like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is vomit. And like old onion. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Any movie news that anybody else wants to bring up? I think we hit it all. We're good. Unless nah. Austin has something. Nah, you guys can move on. I don't want to take up your time. <laughs> oh, he's so considerate. <laughs> I don't want to take up your time. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing I did this week, just to share, only because there's a good story behind it, is I went to go see Troy Sivan in concert. Stephanie was there as well. And so was her sister, our friend Megan, who was mm-hmm. in New Zealand with them, and Megan's sister. Um, but pretty much, if you don't know who Troy Sivan is, he was a famous YouTuber who put out an album and it's actually a really good album mm-hmm. essentially it's a very fun album um, yeah and so we went to the concert and pretty much the it was at the argon uh ballroom in chicago and this ball in the ballroom itself is like you go inside and there's one level or is there two i mean there's two levels but is there like one balcony level yeah right? it's just one balcony level so there's like a surrounding balcony level and then just like a huge open area at the bottom um and so as you can imagine it was all teenage girls and boys and then like the parents who brought them and then then us us. (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so uh we we sat up top in the second balcony because there were like chairs so you guys have like hats and like sunglasses on you're like kind of trying to hide (laughs) yeah um that seems and but the only the thing that was kind of creepy is like being up top a we could see like the mosh pit happening but then, like, at random times, they would, like, open up. Like, I don't even know how, how it happened. But I all know. of a sudden, like, there, there was this huge rush. I think they moved where, like, the people, front like, barrier. It was like Black Friday when they opened the doors and people rush mm-hmm. in. It was that. But, like, they were moving towards the stage. And it happened, like, four times. And it, it was, was like, so weird looking. It was, whole, like, like, a wave A of sea of fish, like, like, running. Oh, and then wow. throughout the concert, we saw, I saw at least three different people getting carried off by mm-hmm. s- uh, uh, security for, like, passing out. I don't know if it was from heat, from just Troy. Yeah. All of a sudden you saw like them like pushing this like girl off into the front and then like this <laughs> limp body just like being carried away. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I, I it was, was it wasn't an outdoor concert though, right? It was indoors? No. No. It was indoors, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen people just carried out of crowds at concerts and it's sort of it's surreal because you're like, is it you're you're literally out right now, like you're gone. Yeah. And there, there was a point where he was like, I want to take a selfie with someone's phone. And there were so many phones getting chucked on stage. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> he was like, don't like, throw your phone like, on don't. stage. And it was like, choo, And then choo, more people choo. would throw it. And I'm like, first of all, you ain't getting that phone back. No, you're not. Like, like that's on stage. Um, but anyways, it was actually a lot of fun. Though. It was a great concert. And it was on so a weekday. And you know daddy doesn't go out on weekdays. <laughs> no, you do not. He's in bed by nine. <laughs> so... So is he good um, live? Would you say like he's yeah, got he was a, yeah he was really good. Yeah. So he's not would just like a famous person who got to make an album. Like he does have a good voice. No, he's really good. And actually, cool. his opener was really good too. Mm-hmm. Her name is Astrid S. She's she amazing. was excellent. Astrid S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Astrid She's S. from Norway. I looked her up on Wikipedia. Um, she's from Norway, and she was on mm-hmm. their version of American Idol, and she got oh. fifth. <laughs> she so. got fifth. You know what that means? Gets so. to, gets to tour with Troy. She but, she's good though. She has great music. It was yeah. It was a very fun concert. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The um the oh. first time I saw the 1975, it was a lot like, is it weird that I'm a male and I'm not 
15 and I'm here. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. There were yes, a lot of yeah. There were a lot of boys there. Yeah. But well, they were just And and Troy's gay, so yeah. there was a lot of like Oh, you so know, many. all the teenage girls who love him and all the teenage boys who love him. <laughs> right. So in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So <laughs> it was a lot of teenagers and then us and yep. a few parents and the parents. That we like bonded with the parents really up top. Time. Yeah, that's cool. We talked about insurance and um, <laughs> car, <laughs> car Yeah, exactly. You guys actually talked to the parents? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I almost actually, believe the it. Cubs were on, which is a good segue. Um, it was yes. on Tuesday, so it would have been game six. six. Yes. Um, and so Me- our friend Megan was talking to what the mom that was sitting next to us whenever they scored. And this is when they were like, they won, I think, they got a lot Nine of runs. And they got like something. a grand slam at one point. So yeah. Megan was very Addie excited, Russell. and so was the mom. You know a lot more about the Cubs than I do, Austin. Um, <laughs> yeah. But speaking, <laughs> speaking of the Cubs, we did talk about the Cubs, I think, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. But guys... They won. They won. They, yeah, they like, won. Where were were we one game in or two games in last time we did an episode? I don't even think they had started the last okay. thing. I think I think that night maybe they were starting. I don't know. Right. But they were down at one point three games to one. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I was like, this is not That's going it. well. It, I mean, it was the perfect story. Not only did it go it really seven is. games, but it was yeah. like over and then it came back. Yep. And then you get to that last game and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. comes back. It's like, this is, you couldn't write it that well and make it believable, you know? No, it was, it, it really is a story, yeah. like a fairy, not fairy tale, but it's, it's a great story that was very cinematic. I mean, like, I was like, it is. I picture this. It is a fairy tale to Plus, a degree. There's curses yeah. in there. This is like a full on fairy tale. It is. Plus, there's Kyle's what in there? Curses and stuff. Curses. Oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of curses. Did I talk about when I was at Planet Fitness running? And on the TV, there was like this whole history going. They were talking about the goat, the black so. cat. Steve Bartman, they were, they like kept listing all these things, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot." Speaking of which, Austin brought some really interesting uh, curse things, like factoids, to it. I did. There's, yeah. so I mean, you can explain it better. Right, but the so, one oh the one oh eight thing. Yeah, explain about that. I think about two weeks ago. It was before the World Series started. An article came out that I found um, about how the number one hundred and eight has been following the Cubs, which is, if you don't know, the last time they won the World Series was 1908. Uh, So it's been 108 years. It's been 108 years. Well, now two days. But (laughs) but (laughs) before that, it was 108 years since they won it, and the number 108 has been following them. So here's just a couple of my favorites from this list. Guys, Uh, this is super weird. From 108. I love these lists, too. Like There's like random times where like these types of lists come out, and you're just like, how? This is real? This is real. Yeah, (laughs) All right, so all right, so here we go. The first manager of the Cubs was A.G. Spaulding, the owner of Spaulding Baseballs, the company. They made mm-hmm. the baseballs that the MLB uses. Those baseballs have 108 stitches. Uh, the distance from both right and left field foul poles at Wrigley are 108 meters. Mm-hmm. Two movies feature the Cubs winning the World Series, Taking Care of Business, and Back to the Future 2. Both movies are exactly 108 minutes. Uh, games are transmitted Stop. from the top of Here. Sears Tower, which is 108 stories. The World Series trophy, which is made of silver, and silver's atomic weight is 108. Uh, the first game of the playoffs, Baez hit the hit the home run, which put the Cubs up one to nothing, and they won one to nothing on the 108th pitch. Um, they're 100. Just like shaking our head every time. We're like, oh my god. Um, the 108th the game, or sorry, the 108th win of the Cubs season. I was at. They beat the Dodgers. Uh, they scored 10 runs, one by eight. 
Uh, it's 108 people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 108. 108, sorry. Uh, the craziest one, uh, one of the craziest ones, actually, they're all crazy, but it takes 108 outs to win the NLCS and the World Series because you have to win four games. Each game has 27 outs. 27 times four is 108. Um, then, just today, the Cubs had their parade on Friday. The Cubs had their yeah. parade um, in Which Chicago. They, uh, Joe Madden, the manager, was introduced and lifted the trophy at exactly 1.08 p.m. Um, but my absolute favorite in the last game of the season, Game 7, the crazy Game 7 of the World Series. This is so good. The Cubs won in 10 innings and won by uh, scoring eight runs. Ten innings, eight runs, one oh eight. So pretty much it's fate is what we're saying. It yeah. is okay. destiny. Yeah, it really it's is. It's one I wonder those... what people would say if they didn't win. <laughs> you know, like would all this just not make any <laughs> then sense? Then next year we would come out of a, with a list of how the n- number 109 exactly. has been following yeah. the Cubs. <laughs> That's the whole thing, you know, like it's crazy, but uh, you can you can stretch a lot of material. But yeah. it is, I mean, it's... But some of these like... It's weird, yeah. Are just ridiculous how that shows up. But it's, what, what I've liked about it is that everyone's happy for them you know what i mean i saw this map and i don't know if this was a real map or if someone made it up but they had like a map of who the whole country was rooting for Uh and every state but ohio was rooting for the cubs oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's the the thing i think we were talking about this at work but everyone like has this certain um softness for the cubs nobody has that for the indians except for people who are indians fans they're like the really sad friend (laughs) you know it's like oh (laughs) oh cubs you'll win eventually you can do it one day sweetie no you did it but we finally did it yeah coming from like an objective like point of view because the cubs aren't necessarily my team like i didn't grow up really following baseball or Mm -hmm. following any team and specifically I remember as the games were progressing, I just wanted them to tie it up like every time. I was like, I just want this thing to go to the very end because everybody is just going to be standing on top of their chairs, Mm -hmm. like jumping up and down if we get that far. It's like the best underdog story. It it is, yeah. yeah. It actually went to the end and passed it because it went to extras. Yeah, right. Did you and see not too long where it's like too much? Did you guys much? see the videos of like people cheering out in Wrigley Re- Re- yeah. and like yeah. you can see it from like a mile away and, and you can, can hear, hear it. Them. You can, yeah. What was the number you told me today? Like the 5 million number? There were 5 million people at the Cubs parade today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that took off work today. Not naming names, but mm. not me. <laughs> did, did you guys? <laughs> I'm, now I'm assuming you. No. I don't have a job. That was good. I just got back from New Zealand. Yeah, for anyone who That's doesn't know, if you've been following us since the beginning of Hello and To Do, yeah. um, the New Zealand episode, Stephanie is one of the voices of that episode. She is. She is yep. indeed. Nice. We went skydiving. We did. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Yeah. Yep, that was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into this uh, Doctor Strange Marvel. Yes. Unless you had something else. Speaking of curses... speaking of curses so let's get into how we felt about dr strange yeah the strange mr not mr not mr doctor doctor Doctor. yeah exactly mr i've been waiting for this for a very long time yeah uh, like like, let's this has been like very hyped up for me because this is Mm -hmm. like my realm i love this type of stuff oh and when i was watching it i was like oh my god john is just going to like lose it when he's watching this movie and i was losing it watching it 
because I think one of the really amazing things about this movie that I was telling Austin last night, most Marvel movies I feel like are kind of around the same thematic material, and this thing just went in a different direction, and like mm-hmm. they were talking about things that Marvel movies don't talk about, and I was like, no. Yes! And mm-hmm. two things I really like about it. First one is that no, this is not even a spoiler, but there's no other Avengers in it, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I liked that they didn't like skew it with like having Iron Man pop in and be like, hut. You know, yeah, it stands um, on its own, which is really nice. It does, yeah. And the second thing is, it's dealing with very trippy and very confusing material, but it's done in a way that the audience is yeah. not confused. Yeah. It wasn't confusing. Mm-hmm. At like all. you're looking at it and you're like, oh my god, well, like it's so cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. so good, and I don't even it, know how you would make it. I, no, and, and I don't know. How, you know, like they had to like sit around a table and be like, okay, so. Someone do acid and describe to us what's going on. Because, <laughs> like, how do you come up with, like, like when the city's, like, falling in on itself mm-hmm. and then it's, like, cubed and then it's things like are, like... It's like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. It yeah, really is. yeah, it is it's, like a kaleidoscope. It's incredible what they did with it. it. It is mesmerizing. And I think that it has some of, like, not necessarily the best choreographed scenes of the Marvel Universe, but, like, the conceptually some of the best scenes like mm-hmm. there's some astro projection stuff in this movie that just yes. had me losing my oh, mind it was so cool like yeah. it was just oh my god it's so cool one uh, thing are we ahead. talking about like our general impressions of it so far yeah. yeah yeah okay so i will say that the humor kind of fell short with me especially at the beginning like it felt a little too too like they were trying too hard but the cape stuff good now that stuff was, that was funny. funny yeah but I did think the humor aspect didn't, it kind of fell short. Well, one thing that I was it, thinking about. They tried too hard. It felt like a joke. Like, it didn't. It was almost like dad jokes. He was making yeah. a lot of dad jokes at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they w- weren't funny. Well, one thing that I was thinking about a lot with this movie, considering, like, how far we've come with Marvel, um, where Marvel's going. And we talked about this the last time that we got really in-depth about superhero movies. Um, there is a nature that these movies have to play by. And no matter what story you come in, no matter like what kind of you know story you want to tell with what kind of characters, you have to play by certain rules. And it was very apparent while watching this. I was like, okay, they are playing by the rules. And it doesn't, it didn't make me upset just because I was very embracing of the the nature of the comic book movie. Now it's there's a certain like for example when Civil War came out, there, you know, like there was certain things that were very frustrating about it. Like there was very little risk about it. And when I got to the end that's kind of when we did our hello and adieu episode that was like talking about, okay, well there can't be this because that's not what Marvel movies do. There can't be mm-hmm. this because that's not what Marvel movies do. And then yeah. the humor, it's like, unfortunately it has to be funnier than I wish it was because that's just what Marvel movies do, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad there was some humor in it because it is very like, mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot of concepts in it that if it, there wasn't some humor, it'd just be like this, like almost inception. You're just kind of like, there so, needs to be some jokes. Yes, it's just too heady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can, you can go with something. I, I talked a lot. Well, I let's no, get into I, like I want to know like that in-depth like comic stuff. Can okay. We get into that? Yeah. Okay. I brought a list. Let's let's just let's do one leg. Yeah. And then we'll do a little bit deeper leg before we get into stuff that people might not want to hear before they see the movie. Okay. So I'll just right. do like Yeah, if you're going to if you haven't seen the movie or if you are going to see it soon, I would just skip ahead. Just because we're going to talk about comic comic book stuff that may not be in the movie, but it also may be in the movie. So, yeah. If you want to stay safe, just skip ahead. Okay. Just skip, take free reign. Yeah. I would say yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um so Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. 
of the mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe, or not Cinematic, Marvel Comic Universe, uh, which means that he's the primary protector of Earth against magical and mystical threats. Um, he okay. debuted in Strange Tales number 110 in July 1963, which is actually where he got his name uh, from Strange Tales, so Doctor Strange. They actually, oh, um, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee actually played around with Mr. Strange, but they thought it uh, sounded a little too formal, so they changed it to Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Interesting. yeah, it is. that's just the explanation that I found for it. But they that's actually funny. do play around with it in the movie a little bit. That's what I was going to say. They yeah. played with that joke yeah. a lot. Which is... Uh, Really cool. That is a good joke. That's yeah. one of the better jokes. It is a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's got two artifacts. He's got the Cloak of Levitation and the Eye of Agamotto, which both appear in the movie, uh, but they are a little different, and we can talk about that later. We can, yeah. Uh, but in the comics, the Cloak of Levitation, um, it just, you know, it levitates. It allows the user to levitate. Um, yeah, that was one thing I wasn't so sure about. I was like, does the, does the cloak do anything except beat the hell out of people and <laughs> Really? It just it just flies and but it can do stuff like it can grab stuff it can block stuff but it's all based off of the user's will um, right so it reminded okay. me of magic carpet from aladdin exactly i thought the same oh, had a personality i, I exactly guarantee you they like. studied that film yeah, and figured out why it was funny and was how like, the physics were mm-hmm. yeah that's so interesting that's, yeah that, i bet that's that's a good point that's kind of what it t- took on but in the comics it's more uh, it's like kind of semi-sentient but it's more mm-hmm. just like the user's will um, and it's not really uh, specific to Doctor Strange. Like, I think anyone can put it oh. on and use it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he's got also the Eye of Agamotto. So, wait, is, to rewind, sorry, it's yeah. not like the Thor hammer where, like... It's well, not Thor's hammer, no. You know, like, only a certain person can pick up that, and it's Thor or anybody else who is right. Any, destined to. Anybody, anybody can, can put the cloak can on. Can put the cloak on, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, then he's got the Eye of Agamotto, which is the necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tied a lot more to his powers like that's where he draws a lot of his power from is from the eye um and it can like uh generate force fields put off light to like draw uh throw back demons and stuff and that's where he draws a lot of his power from is that Hmm. um and it is named it is created by one of the ancient sorcerers called the fishanti uh so one's agamato one's ashtor and one is hogoth so those are like the three kind of original mystics in the Marvel universe. Okay. Those three. Strange also has the orb of Ag- Agamotto, which he can use to look at other mystical beings throughout. He can see magic anywhere, kind of stuff like that. Um, and then the Book of Fashanti has all the white magical knowledge. And I think it was probably in the movie somewhere just not named and it's also and it's yeah and it's got the white magical knowledge and its counterpart is the dark hold racist yeah (laughs) uh its counterpart is the dark hold which is all the black magic stuff and it's actually now making an appearance in agents of shield oh Oh. bringing it in yeah that's awesome so yeah that's kind of you know the general history of strange in the comics and so you know he just travels through multiple dimensions and right takes on so cool yeah takes on villains like dormammu and mordo and nightmare and stuff like that you have like a lot of big names like this like words that you've never heard before so it's like it is a culture it's a setting that is hard to get into it's very hard to get into yeah so like i applaud the movie because it's not it does not take place you know, one of the hard things about it is that it does not take place in the same world that the other Marvel movies do. It's like a very different 
setting. It's it's a lot to take in, and the movie doesn't feel like it's overwhelming, shoving it yeah. down your throat. You know, it's it, a very simple concept for how unsimple it is. Yeah, I mean, and they and went at the it as simple as like, they possibly could. Yeah, because Doctor yeah. Strange is basically his own universe, right. and he exists within Marvel continuity because he can walk out his front door and run into Iron Man. Right. Yes. Um, Which, but but everything do. takes place within like a different dimension. So like these mystical beings can attack New York, but they're in a different like spiritual dimension. So humans are just walking down the street while Doctor Strange is throwing astral projections past them, and they have no idea what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Which is just a fun concept. You yeah. Know? Just the idea that there's a whole. Um, it is a very Christian concept too. The idea that there's this whole war going on that nobody knows about, you know, it is a lot which, like that. Yeah. Which, getting into it, Scott Derrickson, the director, and I think the co-writer is a Christian, and I think that you can totally see it while you're watching the movie. I think that you can apply a lot of this to, in in terms of like good versus evil in like a magical realm, the mm-hmm. the idea that more than anything, the sort of like trying to reconcile the existence of nature and the existence of powers beyond you and how you deal with that. And ideas like that, I was like, this is very much hitting on like a spiritual realm outside of the actual magic that they are playing with. It is very spiritual. It's actually probably one of the first movies that has really tried to delve into this aspect in a fun way, you know, and in a way that is relatable and that people can actually, you know understand well and what what i like about it a lot is that um that's a really good point because usually movies that deal with some of these thematic concepts are are brooding and they're like trying to win an oscar like that's the type of stuff that you're looking at Mm -hmm. but this is this is bringing up like some really good points that are not like that at all things like the idea that some stuff just isn't perfect and some stuff doesn't work right like beyond like the surface level on like a spiritual level that's very profound and that really hit me hard while i was watching it i was like that is moving and i won't get into any yeah exactly i won't get into any like specifics about that because i don't want to like over um over specify oh for people listening i see I would overanalyze the hell out of it, but this oh, yeah. is not the this is not the time to do <laughs> this that. This is not the time. <laughs> yeah. I liked that there was like a balance between the spiritual and like the scientific and that they seemed mm-hmm. to like coincide together and that they were basically the same thing just looked at from a different perspective. Yeah. Totally. Cuz yeah, like the ancient one is like, you know, Mr. Strange, you have uh, you know, trained your mind, you've grown your mind mm-hmm. uh to be this great doctor now it's time to train your spirit and it takes the same amount of work it's um and i do i like that it's it like what you were saying stephanie it's taking place in these two different cultures it's you get into these like i love that they implement the medical scenes and then they get you back into these spiritual mm-hmm. scenes and oh, i mean pretty good. seamlessly too yeah. like yeah it, it flows very naturally well it's just fun and too you're like watching very fun yeah i mean they i when it's done right, medical stuff can be really engaging on film or in film. And yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, we, we've been talking a lot on the podcast about the idea of uh, the body and the mind and the soul and things like that. So the film was definitely hitting on that level where this person had to put a little a little faith out there 
and never needed to do it before. And it was very, it was very profound. There's this super interesting idea that Austin thought of that you guys have to hear. Hopefully it blows your mind as much as it blew mine, but it has to deal with the multiverse. Right. And I love the multiverse. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I think okay. this is going to like, just <laughs> so like break your head. So I just thought of this on the drive over here. Uh, Doctor Strange, the movie, introduces the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the multiverse. So right. you've got the the movie universe, uh, the dark dimension, the mirror dimension. There's a nightmare mm-hmm. uh, dimension in there. And, you, you know, and whenever the Ancient One sends him through this astral projection, he flies through just all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and because... Right, so we get an idea of that. And you see yeah. some of that in the trailer. So because yeah. the multiverse exists... That means that the Marvel movie universe and the Marvel comic universe exist in parallel dimensions. So in theory, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, could open a portal with his sling ring and step into the comic book world and meet comic book Doctor Strange. So this is, oh. yeah. this is to say that, like, in a, in a sense... By, by introducing Doctor Strange, it, it very much makes you more comfortable with saying this, but any uh, deviations in the, in, yeah. in the cinematic universe, they're not, they're not changes. We're looking at a different universe in the multiverse. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And if you introduce the idea of the multiverse into the world now, which they have, it actually, it's a little meta in the sense of... Yes. Yeah. It yeah. allows them to deviate from the comics yeah. and mm-hmm. people need to be okay with that. Yeah, and it's so. not like it's not like Deadpool meta where he knows he's a movie. It's more meta for us looking right. at it. So like yeah. so like you watch Civil War and you're like, this is not what happened in the comics. Right. Well, the comics are still happening. This right. is just what is happening. In a different universe. Yeah. Yes. In a different universe. So you know mm-hmm. you've got like so the comics universe is uh universe six sixteen, which is literally just a random number that they came up with. All these universes are numbered. Mm-hmm. The ultimate universe is sixteen ten. The animated universe is ninety two one thirty one, and the cinematic universe is nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. So what, th- what this means is that you know how sometimes when Captain America dies in the comic books, mm-hmm. and then they're yeah. like, oh, but he's not he's not dead in the other storyline in the yeah. other version. Mm. This is yeah. what th- this is what that's talking about. Where there's yeah. these multiple different types of storylines. So you know how you see like the zombie editions of the the worlds yeah. of the plots, or the what ifs. Those yeah, or the what if that's a different multiverse or different universe yeah. in the multiverse. And these all exist together and separately. Right. And like characters have crossed over. Like I'm pretty sure the ultimate and the main universe have now joined together because Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider-Man now exists in the same universe as Peter Parker, the 616 Spider-Man in the comics. I'm pretty sure they've joined. So like you can get stuff like that where like timelines merge. Right. It's a very Flash TV show right now. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a fun... Two, Earth 19. There's a fun little spoiler... Or not spoiler. There's a fun little detail in Thor The Dark World. Right. As well with this, which Uh, further just says, like, oh, it's real. It's totally a real thing. Yeah, so when Dr. Selvig, the professor that goes Mm -hmm. crazy and pantsless, uh, whenever he is... I think he's in a... No, he's in a mental institute, like, preaching to a bunch of old people, and he has a chalkboard behind him. And, you know, people have just paused this and scoured it endlessly. And there's stuff like mm-hmm. The Rift, which is from the uh, Guardians comic book. 
um, the multiverse is written up there, and also Earth 616 is written on the chalkboard, which means oh. that oh, wow. the comic universe does play not a significant role, but it is. But it's saying it's existence it exists in the same. Yeah. How cool! Isn't yeah. that just so like good for you, MCU? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like so, a college. So I would not be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would not be surprised if within the next 10 years, a movie character makes an appearance in the Marvel 616 universe. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, speaking of universe, you know, universe against universe, when they cast Benedict Cumberbatch like two, three years ago, I was totally against it. Because I remember Joaquin Phoenix was up for it, and mm-hmm. I was like, right. why wasn't it Joaquin? That would have been totally against type. And yeah. at the time, it was like, of course it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He's like the hottest He's so thing. Popular. Yeah. He was yeah. so popular. And even if it is a typical choice, he nails it. He's He really does. He kills it. I think this is my favorite performance I've ever seen of him. And I think yeah. he, does a, he does a great Sherlock. He does do a really good Sherlock. Yeah. But there's... He's just so good. Like, he's such an interesting character. He makes it come off the page entirely. Like it, He really does. It, you can tell his arrogance at the beginning, like, as a doctor. Just, like, the his tone. And I was very impressed with his English or his American accent. I, I turned to too. Austin. Was yeah. I was like, that's not his voice. I can't even I, believe yeah. it. My wife couldn't get it over it either. Yeah. I, I agree. And what's, you know, like, the, the arrogant thing. I totally agree. And what's great about that in a lot of the a lot of the beginning elements in the movie it's so underhanded like they don't they don't hit you over the head with a lot of it and i was just yeah i thought it was very cleverly written like so much said in the beginning came back at the end mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god like that was and so i, I much actually better. really like the relationship between him and christine mm. rachel mcadams i i like that it wasn't like too like ooey gooey like they were in a relationship but it was very much like cuz you know they had broken up yeah i don't sorry this is kind of a spoiler but you know they're not together <laughs> in the movie but like you see like their relationship almost i don't i i just like the dynamics of it it was different too. than normal because yeah. it wasn't like, i was like it, fully expecting them to like you know have the big moment at the end of the movie and i was like ugh, I, when he was like such okay. a dick to her at the beginning <laughs> yeah and i was like ugh, all I literally the old was people like, in our dick. theater were like oh, oh <laughs> and I, I was just like oh god it's just gonna be like the typical movie you know right. he's just gonna be a better person now i say with and air quotes and the then they're end. gonna kiss and it's gonna be you know she's just gonna accept that whatever and that didn't really happen happen spoiler stephanie <laughs> but i liked it but they, like their relationship made a turn but it wasn't yeah. like you know this big gooey romantic thing at the end and i liked that i did too yeah because it would have taken away from the focus of the movie yeah. which i think is just developing mm-hmm. this whole like weird multiverse I, it's like we don't yeah. need that sexual tension i honestly we forgot about her more inception exactly mm-hmm. yeah i mean a lot of i think a lot of movies like this when they try to shove in the romance angle, like you, you're always like, of course they're trying to shove that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of times the, the romantic or the, the female love interests, they, they do go forgotten. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, you can like cover it in the sequel. It's not that, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I, I don't think right. it is. Yeah, Do, I don't know. What's your guys' take on Rachel McAdams? Has she ever played a, a different role? Did it did Besides it bother you, Regina in this George? Movie? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's true. It didn't bother me. No, not at all. No, it didn't. Bother I thought me she either. fit it really well. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. I did me think. Either, I mean, 
it was Rachel McAdams. But honestly, yeah. it's not the same thing though as like Matt Damon. Like I still see Matt Damon as Matt Damon, even in that Great Wall trailer. It's just like, oh, it's God. Matt Damon. It's just Matt Damon saving Asians from monsters. Yeah, exactly. But even though Rachel McAdams looks like Rachel McAdams, there's still a point where I'm like, that's not Rachel McAdams. Like it's still the character. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's just because she she's pretty talented that she doesn't really have to. What are we saying about Matt Damon then? <laughs> so so she's an actress. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 she's an. I like she's Matt an, Damon. We we do too. <laughs> it's okay to yeah. like Matt Damon. It, Matt it's Damon okay to like great. Matt Damon. I'm not a big fan, but we don't have to get into that. Ooh, that's ooh. Fine. look who's I'm ooing like... me, friggin' John over here. You don't know me. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to ask you about it. Or all of you about is it is still an origin movie and this is like the 205th like origin movie in the past five years did it bother anybody yes. no no especially because i think they could have focused more on like his journey yeah. through learning it and at first it bothered me that they really kind of skipped through it pretty quickly mm-hmm. but then looking back i was like i'm glad they didn't well, go through it yeah i don't want to watch that journey i want to see yeah. where he gets they got to and the I, point yeah, of the yeah. movie i want to see him use his powers i don't care how he yeah. gets them honestly yeah because you can't just watch stephen strange sit there and read a book for 30 minutes exactly mm-hmm. right but also i mean it is i mean it it has to be this way but it's not just like seeing him learn the powers it's like you have to see him not be the superhero and then at the very end he's the superhero you know and yeah yeah it didn't bother me either, but I just wanted to throw it out there. I like learning about. I mean, I don't know anything about him as either. a character, so it was nice to kind of learn about him briefly, because that's really all I needed. I needed that brief little summary. Mm-hmm. I needed to know that he was arrogant, that he had, you know, his accident or whatever, mm-hmm. and that he yeah. was humbled. Well, what's interesting yeah. is they don't they don't overload it at all. You can tell that they were like watching it and they. Or not watching it, but like talking about it whenever they were going to make it. And they were thinking, okay, cut out anything that people do not need to know because this movie yeah. has to make as you much sense as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they filmed a lot more for that like period where he's learning. And I'm sure like in the like the edit room, they're like, mm, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into like, once again, I don't want to get into super spoiler heavy things. But even on terms of the plot, I think that the movie did take directions that I did not see coming at all oh man i was blown away there were like there were points where i'm like okay i get where we're going i see this and then like there's a huge reveal and i'm like this is where we're going yeah, okay and, uh, yeah it took me by surprise i am on board um oh one of one of my favorite parts is it's not really a spoiler the the very end of the credits there's a line that says do not text and drive yeah <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> but it's I didn't see that. Yeah, it's the very the very end of the credits right before it says Doctor Strange will be back. It says drive yeah. responsibly. Yeah, drive responsibly, do not text and drive. Oh. And it's funny because the warnings always come at the end. Oh. Hey, but um Yeah. I don't get it. You know, the warning uh, the spell it always comes at the end. They should have put it at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The warning's always at the end. They should have wrote oh. that actually at the end of the credits. The warning's always at the end. So moving on with kind of this kind of trippy type of element dealing with the brain. Um, there is this scientific thing called split brain. And I'm going to explain it. And this actually came up on the Liturgist podcast, which we've talked about on here? Question mark. Did we talk um, about this? Possibly. Vaguely. So Maybe vaguely, in the, yeah. the Liturgist um, consists of Science Mike 
and one and Michael Gunger, part of Gunger, the band. Um, and they just did a five part series on Gunger's one of Gunger's new albums. Mm-hmm. And on it, in one of the parts, they talked about this idea called split brain. And what it is, is that our brains have two hemispheres. We have the left and the right, and they're connected by the corpus clausum. Mm-hmm. And back in the, I think it was 70, no, the 20th century, um, there were these people that had seizures. And so they were trying to figure out what they could do to help with seizures. And seizures occurred because um, there was feedback between the two hemispheres that were causing the seizures. And so these doctors thought, hmm, what if we cut the corpus callosum in between the two hemispheres? Maybe that would stop it. So they did an experiment. They um, had they cut this guy's corpus callosum, and everything seemed fine. And you know he was re- nor- he was really normal. He remained normal. And they almost started actually doing this procedure um, preemptively with people with seizures. Um, but then they started hearing of these examples of people that have this surgery doing weird things. And I'm going to give you a few examples. And this was all, this is, I literally like took this from the podcast that they were on, right? Like all these examples. <laughs> so like, I, I did not like research these. You can go listen to this exact conversation on the literature's <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we can link it. You can go listen. So, um, sorry. Um, so the first one was that there was this man and he went home to hug his wife and instead of hugging her he punched her and she was surprised but he was also surprised because he did not have any thought of punching her and then he did it um the sex second example is that there's this woman who went into her closet she uh picked out this dress and then when she was coming out of the closet her left hand grabbed a different dress and then pinned her right arm against the closet or the wall the third and creepiest example in my opinion is there's this man who had insomnia because his own hand would close around his throat at night so scary it is and so what these scientists found is that the two hemispheres having two hemispheres not connected means that you have two prefrontal cortex cortexes which means that there's really two separate consciousnesses between the two because since they're not connected they're not bound to one consciousness they're two um and so what they did to test this is that they set up these questionnaires where only half the brain could see the question but they would ask the same question in two different ways so that the brain would respond in its own way if that makes sense yeah how did they do that was it like your left eye reads it and then your right eye reads well, it? well they said the left brain is your speech center. So what they did with that one is they asked you the question and you would answer it uh, audibly. Oh, okay. the right brain reads. Um, right? Uh, yes, the right brain. They trained the right brain to use your left hand to move Scrabble pieces. So it was more that motor functioning with the hands. So, um, so what they did is they asked this boy what he wanted to be, and he said audibly with. He said audibly, I couldn't understand it in the podcast. It was either draftsman, giraffes man. <laughs> it was something weird like that. I think it was drafts. Draftsman. Um, but then they asked That's him. The, <laughs> do you actually know if it's a thing? No, but I. Like a, like I, a like man sports? dressed as a giraffe? No. Exactly. A dra- not a draftsman. <laughs> Draft. Like D R A F T F T. Yeah. 
And then, anyways, with the right brain, they had him do the Scrabble pieces, and he spelled out that he wanted to be a race car driver. Mm-hmm. And then they, this one is the one where it gets a little spiritual. Um, they asked someone if they believed in God, and audibly, they said no. And then with their right brain and with the Scrabble pieces, they said they will always believe in God. So there's this huge contradiction. And they go into the podcast to talk about how, you know, and we've talked about this too, how just as human beings, we're constantly contradicting ourselves. um, And that it's this fundamental aspect of our human consciousness. Um, And they kind of go on just to talk about how, you know, it's kind of this idea, like we're not just happy, we're not just sad. We're all of these emotions in one. Um, and so kind of when you cut that, it really differentiates between the two and it's, it's just very interesting. And it kind of, it like Dr. Strange, you don't quite know then what's real. If one half of their brain is saying one thing and the other is saying a different, it's like, which one are you or are you both? And if you're both, then that's weird, but you are both cause we're both, we're all contradictions and that's the thing. It's just very interesting. How do you guys feel about that? Does anybody want to go before me? I think it's crazy. <laughs> I think uh, what I like about it is it shows how complex this organ of a brain is. And it's just like, we mm-hmm. don't know where in our body's consciousness lives. And even science really can't explain that. Um, and it's just interesting that like this organ, this like made of just tissue and cells holds the capacity of consciousness, like this abstract and like complex complexity like it just amazes me and it really like trips me out a bit like when i think about it too much like that this is i it's just it's it's a lot it's like jekyll and hyde (laughs) maybe he got the surgery Uh, maybe conspiracy if they ever did a reboot of that they would have to put that in there because that would just be they would have to it would be so grounded it would be like fantasy mixed with real world which would be like doctor strange that's the best way to or the incredible hulk yeah still incredible trying hulk. Maybe is... the surgery. <gasps> everyone has the surgery do we have the surgery what <laughs> yeah <laughs> well my mouth says yes but my left hand is saying no exactly <laughs> touche i, I thought it was really interesting that it seemed like in each example the left brain and right or left brain and right brain were basically doing the same thing so like the right brain right am i saying that right was the one the left brain is the one you spoke oh yeah no the left brain was basically saying i i think like what you would want people to see of you or what you want almost the facade that you put up and not it's probably what you like consciously think yeah yeah but then sorry go on the right side was what you like truly believe or what even like what you're hiding from people or what you're even hiding from yourself almost it's like that unconscious self that is like interesting you know I mean, for for me, w- when I heard it on the podcast, I thought that the spoken one, which was, the, was it the right brain? The spoken one? The, the left, left brain. brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was just the most logical way that you handle yeah. your situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the right was your romantic, your emotional, your spiritual way that you handle situations. And you, you're right that it is very freaky that you can be, you can be two different people in one cranium. Like that's a very... Crazy. You're literally yeah. opposites. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. Hug someone and then punch someone. Punch them like, in the face. like, why do exactly. you have both of those emotions at the same time? Freud would have a field day with this. Oh my gosh. He was yeah. probably alive in the 20th century, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he would have been. Freud, know. where where are you? 
<laughs> long, long gone. Ways ago. That's the word. I was, like, what's, I was like, what's the word? Gone. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's gone. Yeah. So as, as much as it's like just it's nuts and it's like uncomfortable to think that there's literally two op- opposing sides in your head. I felt so comforted when I heard that. I got goosebumps when I heard it and I got so comfortable. Yeah, and the reason What's why... Com- oh, okay. Dude, I feel like it was the opposite. I was like, I know, Ooh, I was like, freaky. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why is that for myself, and I think a lot of people, you have those moments when you can't, you can't figure things out in your life. You can't figure out what step to make, and you can't figure out how to treat somebody in a certain situation. And you can't figure out what you want to do with your life, for example, or what you think about God. And you get to this moment... Um, you know, speaking personally, where some days you wake up and you think that God, there's no way that God could not be real. And some days you wake up and you're like, this is, this is bullshit. Like we're just going Mm -hmm. to die and it's going to be over. And it's just in it, like, it is the war of self. It's the war of your own ideas. You know, it sounds like a, it sounds like a John Mayer song. It's, it's just this emotional train wreck tornado that's always going on inside your head and you have to sort like with faith for example you have to go against what you think sometimes like you have to press beyond your immediate thoughts sometimes and you have to think you have to think somewhere else you have to think in a way outside of your uh, your present emotion mm-hmm. and and I hate that I'm sometimes I hate that I'm like that and then when I heard that I was like there's an actual example, why, or not an example, I, there's yeah. a reason why I'm like that. And it yeah. just, it gave, it was a sigh of relief where I was like, oh my God, it's not weird that we're all like that. One thing I like about it is I feel like it gives an argument against absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a big proponent against absolute you truth. You are. Because yeah. um, I don't think it exists. But I mean, this to me is like, even in our own brains, there's two separate like beliefs and so if even in your own brain there's two separate beliefs how can there be an absolute truth you know out there you know mm-hmm. anyone yeah yeah i know every day i wake up i have to think whether i want to hug or punch my wife so i can definitely relate to yeah. that well yeah yes. that that example <laughs> i totally got that example because there are times like if you want to talk romantic relationships where you yeah. are going to treat somebody different than you want to in that very moment like your logical brain might be like, right. If you made me upset, I'm going to hit you. It's almost like it's the unfiltered side. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I is totally think so. That's definitely one element of it. I feel like it's the, it's the unfiltered, but it's also the, it's also like the survivalist side, you know, like in terms yeah. of, yeah. you know, that wasn't the side of the brain that said to be a race car driver. It was, that was yeah. the side that said like, I'm going to figure out how to, I wonder if like one's the abstract and one's kind of the concrete. So like one's like that could the be sky is thing. blue, you know, and the other's like, is the sky blue? You know, is it only yeah, exactly. blue because our eyes see it as blue? You know what I mean? Yeah. But but so. this also brings up the question of what is your true self? Yeah, exactly. Because if you have these two sides, like which one is the real you, if either, or is like the Both. combination of that? Yeah. I feel like it would have to be a combination. Mm-hmm. You you have so to be both, yeah. You just have to be. Yeah. You have to be the puncher yeah. and you have to be the hug. Because there is like there's that anim probably the animal instinct side of it, but then there's mm-hmm. also 
the filter, like the outside persona that has to contain that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are some people that don't do that. Mm-hmm. And that is still them. So I think it's just a constant battle between these two sides of the brain of yourself, of this split person. It's just constant back and forth. Do you give in or do you hold back? All right. How do you it's all bounce between the two? How do you weigh th- them? How do you balance them? Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like this also just brings up the question of like, what's the essence of the soul then? Cause I feel like to me mm-hmm. before reading this, I would have been like the essence of my soul is kind of like who I am inside my brain, not necessarily who I, you know, show others, but you know, who I am at my core, who I consciously am is kind of my soul. But if there's like two different parts of you, I just feel like it really brings up like this weird thing of like, what is right. a, like, what does your soul consist of then? Exactly. And a lot of people say that one of the, not symptoms, not artifacts, one of the elements, I'll just say elements, one of the elements of the soul is creativity. And you're like, okay, cool. That makes sense. But also the right brain or the left brain, I think I have them backwards. Is it, which one's more logical? Is the The right more logical? I think. The left? Um, I think it's the left. Right. It's the right. Okay. I'm okay. going to say middle. Oh, well, the right one is the unfiltered one. I don't know how. I, the right yeah, one so that would that be the creative side. One. And yep. left brain would be the logical side. Oh, yes. Yep. Right. So what I bring that up to say, like, you know, people say that creativity comes from the soul, but creativity actually comes from one hemisphere of your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, oh yep. so it's like, oh, uh, what, what, what like, comes from uh, the soul? No. What is the soul? And and this comes back to the element Do souls where. souls exist? yeah exactly um but i think that and this kind of comes back to dr strange a little bit i think that the beauty of existence is that they're like every element is so important and the the fact that the soul can be found in the brain and the brain is inside of the body like the mind is located in the body and those both are connected to the the soul and something that i was thinking of while i was watching dr strange was that he has to learn it in his head to, to understand his own spirit. He has to use his mind to understand his spirit. But his body calls forth the spirit. You know what I mean? Like he uses his body to bring forth his spirit. Yes. In these moments. Like the and hand movements. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's or, beckoning it with his, his body. Or are they all just one thing and you're exactly. just bringing out a different part of yourself? You know, maybe exactly. they're not separate, but that's always in you. Yeah, I guess you could make an argument for both. There, it's like the hemispheres themselves. It's separate, but it's not at the same time. This is almost as trippy as Doctor Strange. <laughs> this deserves its own like two-hour podcast. We we get into a lot of topics on here where we're like, well, that we're could like, have been mm. its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think since it is your topic, you owe us some sort of conclusion to the way that you felt about this. Oh, okay. and you don't have to be like I figured it out or anything. Tell no, us how it all okay. ends. <clears throat> yeah, tell oh. us how it all ends. Like the Cubs. I think. Tell that, us our yes. fate. Oh, I don't know if you'll like that. Look <laughs> look for all the occurrences of the number two because there's yeah. two sides of the brain and tell us how it ends. Exactly. Okay, I'll conclude with this. What I like about the split brain thing is that it poses more questions than we get answers to. And I think that our job as humans human humans humans <laughs> is to 
ask questions. And I think that's very important, not only like for ourselves, but also like just our growth. And so I think that this poses really good questions to reflect on personally. That's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my opening thought, I would just say that I felt, I felt a lot of peace in it. Like I, it was like unlocking this element where I was like, it does not pressure me to explore my existence because I don't have to think the same thing all the time about one element. Right. Like it's very hard to think the same thing about really important or serious or life-changing issues. You know, it's people get flip-floppy for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Not just because it's hot outside. Corpus Colossum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're right. It does raise more questions than it answers. And mm-hmm. it's, everybody is going to have their own unique answer to it. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. That's what I love about like our whole universe and that like two people can look at one painting and come up with two mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. different views of it. And I think that's just like the whole essence of our existence and just being a human. And th- I think that's what I wish we could see in our world is that, you know, we are so different and we need to embrace that and we need to like talk to each other. And we've talked about this too. Mm-hmm. Like we can learn so much from how others view things and we just need to be able to talk about it and we don't talk about it without being angry or debating about it it's like we can learn from each other and i think it comes down to the importance of how you think about a human you know like the importance Mm -hmm. of a human like if you think of the the element that someone's soul is experiencing this element the same as your soul is like there's a reason to hear that person because Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not just it's not just another person. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it's it make, to me yeah. in my head it makes sense to not just call it another person but another soul. I'm with you. Who is Yes. Yeah. Who, who is being hit by the same sort of things that you're They're, being hit yeah. by. Mm-hmm. And it and it comes across differently. It comes across very yeah. differently for whoever it is. Also against absolute truth. <laughs> I'm going to write that down and make you get it tattooed on you. Yeah, right across my chest. How about just absolute truth with a big red like highlighter through it, or like red pen, or a question mark? Yeah, or a question mark. Absolute truth. Yeah. Absolute truth. Yeah or nah? Yeah. Nah. Nah. Anyways, though, thank you, Austin, for coming on. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming on. It's my pleasure. It's great to have you guys here. I'll come back anytime unless I'm doing something else. Oh, great. <laughs> that half-hearted answer was all I was looking so, for. Austin's going to be busy for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. This was a very this is a very fun episode. Um mm-hmm. la- last closing thought to end it on a light note. Okay. Whose favorite superhero movies of the year? Mine is Doctor oh. Strange. Mine's Doctor Strange. No Do you need a refresher, Stephanie? Probably this or Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's oh. a good one yeah. too. I'm going to Yeah. I'm going to be the a-hole and say that it's a three-way tie between Civil War, Deadpool, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, we're all, never having Austin on okay. again. All for various reasons, because Civil War was the ultimate. I bet if we cut your Corpus Colossum, you'd have a different answer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I bet my my uh, left brain would say Civil War, and my right brain oh. would say Suicide Squad. No, not really. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I hated Suicide Squad. No. <laughs> I was gonna. My guess was your your more emotional side would say all of them were amazing, and then they your logical side would say I don't care. <laughs> I do I not know. give. They were all amazing for <laughs> their own various merits. 
Okay. But I if I had to you. pick one. It's okay if you can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> he can do I it, can't guys. Do he it. can't That's do okay. it. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay, Austin. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, Austin, it's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm going to dry his tears. I'm sorry, I, you guys. Yeah, right. I've With failed you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, everyone, for checking in for this this super, yeah, right, this super trippy conversation, as they Totes. usually are, but it this was, was a little more. It was quite strange. It was a strange one, yes. <laughs> if anybody has any topics that um, come to your mind that you want us to talk about and you're listening to this right now, you can email us those topics and discussion points at helloandodoitgmail.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can tweet at us. You'll see when we put the episodes up. Sometimes we post like really fun movie news. Like basically any time a Power Rangers movie news thing <laughs> comes out, we will tweet about Power it. Rangers. Yeah, the Megazord yeah. toy, they released an image today, and it looks terrible. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That's why yeah, it wasn't on our Twitter. Don't even get us started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. Lastly, rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. That'll help other people find the podcast. And... Uh, Enjoy these conversations, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> All right. Uh, adieu. Adieu to you, you John. You, you. And, and you. you, Stephanie. And, and you, you, Austin. And to you as well. And you, Mathis. Live long and prosper. Okay.